right and the left. That's correct. You are. Because you're living on a line. crazy because i'm a fan of critical role mm-hmm. i enjoy watching people like okay you want to know what a sailor backstory looks like in game this guy does a pretty good sailor character here's some good ideas but at the same time that that product the people on critical role are like good actors and honestly i enjoy the way that they they emphasize aspects of for instance spell components I think it's really interesting that if you're watching Critical Role, especially like you go Critical Role Season 2, I think Liam is a great example, plays Caleb Widogast. He's a sorcerer. He's got to use spell components. In his descriptions of spells that he casts, when it's like, you know, the first time that he casts it or first time in a session, he always makes sure to bring up the fact that, you know, he's got sand in his pocket throws the sand out and it turns into color spray or whatever you know like yeah stuff see, like and i love that sort of detail that's perfect me it, too i do it's too it's all the other crap where it's like yeah <laughs> well you already know exactly what i mean and i know i you do, do. <laughs> but for the sake of the audience so the reason these shows are so successful and the reason they've had the effect on tabletop games that they have is because they are good actors, they understand how to be evocative, they understand how to set a scene with their words and on camera in their motions. But the fucking problem is, the yahoos you're playing at at your local store don't fucking understand (laughs) any of that. No, they are a bunch of worms, dude. (laughs) The game store is an accursed place. (laughs) But then, you find your home group, your friends who are interested in playing it, And they've never tried it before, but they have seen these internet shows. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So now all of a sudden they think they have to be that. And none of them are trained professional actors getting paid Mm -hmm. to do this either. But they're trying. People start LARPing a LARP is what it turns into. Yeah. And you know what? That's fine, though. You're allowed to do that. But it's just like the. How many in how many D and D campaigns must we emphasize there be lesbian sex? God, fucking all of them. But that you know what I mean? Like everything, <laughs> because everything must be gay. Everything has to be gay. Yeah, it is. It is like communism. It must. It, it is a universalist ideology. Being gay, everything has to be gay. But, you know, when's the last time you saw a fucking straight romance in a live play D&D a good, show? A good, sexy, straight romance, right. Yes. A good, uh, handsome, muscular warlock betakes a cleric of someone or other, you know? 
god. Or better Some yet, Fabio's the fucking stuff. paladin gets to fall in love with a cleric. Where is my chaste <laughs> romance? Give me my chivalry. Oh, yeah. Right. Very true. Very that, true. That in particular is a me thing, though. Like, it's okay. The... This is literally a high fantasy setting. Give me a little bit of that Arthuriana, maybe. Yeah, something with a little bit of charm. It seems I do not like when need you... to hear you talk at my table with my friends about how you are banging this other person sitting at the table in a fake headspace. Yeah, very bad. And furthermore, when when you hear things at the table like when you when you hear things at the table like and this is my new character, her name is Johora, she's a, a wizard and she has face piercings. You're like, shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up. Face my piercings. Number one goddamn trigger, roll to seduce. I will ban you from my table for playing the Horny as a personality character. I hate that. My next character is going to be Bronze Age Pervert. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to play Asbap. And you know what? My favorite setting is actually uh, Ravenloft. And I'm sure I've talked with you often about that before. And one of the reasons I love that is because it does the actual gothic dark romance thing so freaking well like one of the key turning points of it no matter which edition of the game you're playing in is the vampire's love for the reincarnated soul of the woman he couldn't have right and it's never that weird desperate grubby horniness it is literally (laughs) a vampire trying to court a mortal the way that an evil undead being would. Yep, yep. He's just trying to get some living stuff. He's trying some to get some that living live stuff. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> that live, that <laughs> live. Yeah. Yes. It's a shame, man. You know, and you know, here's the thing: is they came for vampire first. These people. Oh, 100%. As much as we struggle with it in D&D now, it's been endemic in Vampire the Masquerade since the 90s. Yeah. But that's because that was an actual punk game, though, and that's part of that. Which, you know what, it's always been a counterculture thing. The counterculture can have their counterculture. That's legal. But if that is, in fact, the counterculture, does that mean that's where people are playing their straight romance fantasies now? Um... Because I also find that hard to believe. But. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I, find, I do. I find that hard to believe. I would say the thing that, that I, I was thinking recently about 5th edition of Dungeons & Dragons. It is my favorite edition, but we were talking recently about how you know 3-5 is your favorite, and mm-hmm. you're not a big fan of 5th. And I was thinking about these creatures that have just really just cringified the space terribly cringified the space and three five is still bulletproof to this because it's a much more difficult thing to 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 play you know so the people who just want to get in there and you know continue this tragic fantasy of pretending to be things they aren't when they're at the table and away from the table they come to the table and they it's just a like you said a larp the whole time Three five is doesn't allow that. Go get a calculator. 
you better have your books open because there's a lot of stats you're going to miss otherwise. It's just it, it creates a, it attracts now the same kind of player that it did when it was cool. So despite the fact that I am now a Warhammer dude, I still have a deep and abiding love for D&D and it's for the same reason. It's because a crunchy game protects you from the cringe. Mm-hmm. Having a lot of rules that you are forced to interact with protects you from the cringe. And a good mm-hmm. game group can also shelter you, because if you're not playing with losers, you won't get any of that loser crap. But if you're trying to play a pickup game, you got to have that crunch to keep the quote-unquote wrong people out. And you know yep. what? I'm enough of that guy to be willing to say that, yes, there are people I want to keep out of my games and my hobbies. I am a gatekeeper. I am sorry. <laughs> no, it's true. You have to be. You have to encourage the play at the right times in the right way. The dungeon map, this is what something's really bad, is I was reading the Coyote and Crow source book. Have you heard of Coyote and Crow? I don't think I have. There's a big Patreon uh, thing. Uh, that was to it was to design an entire tabletop game. It's a D12 system um, around uh, the uh, like 700, 800 AD um, Cahokius settlement in what is now present day St. Louis. Okay, see that um, already sounds banging though. I could be talked into that real easily. The, the problem is <laughs> the setting is really cool. But it's made by these cretinous people, these leftoids who have just, it's, it's the game that's, so the creativity is all there. It's a great, interesting subject that's never been, that's never been explored before, but it's also a lecturesome cringe fest when you actually read the book. There's a lot of like weird leftoid things in the book, including like, of course you can be two spirit. Of course you can be transgender. Of course just all of these blank. things that did oh. not exist in Cahokia, no matter no. what somebody from the nineties told you. <laughs> yeah, right. It's just a major cringe fest. And um it's just like a six hundred page book too. It's fucking insane. It's a huge system. Oh. But it's pure cringe toitery. And I'm tired of it. I really am tired of it. And that's one of the reasons why I like Dark Sun so much. In, in, in the 2E texts, they're like, yeah, there's a lot of slavery, and you can buy slaves too for the price of... And it gives you the slave price chart on the book oh. right there. Give, <laughs> me, just, give me, give me, give me all those delicious random tables. Just, yeah, because I, I don't need... I do not need to be babied. I I'm I am not sensitive. Give me a fucking break. This is the thing about Coyote and Crow where I knew it went wrong very early in the Bible. It's like page four or five. Once you they talk about the the guy the person who runs the game, mm-hmm. which we call the dungeon master. Yep. Now some people prefer the game master. I don't know where that term came from, but uh, that, I'll allow that one's it. actually a pretty old one. That's got more to do with uh, in the early days people being careful of stepping around D and D's early clout in the tabletop scene. 
Okay, fine. Fair enough. So I'll accept Game Master. In Coyote and Crow, that the term that describes the person who runs the game is the story guide. Oh. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. You know what? More players need to experience player death. If you yes. are a dungeon master for a game group out there, TPK those stupid little shits in session three so they get the point. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. And I'm just not a fan of this, and I like a lot of the, I consume a lot of the online D&D content. I, I am I have watched the Matt Colvilles and the Matt Mercers and the Colvilles. I really like him, and you I, know what? I, I think like a lot of guys. his cringing stuff is mostly just him trying to toe the company line. I don't know that for a fact, but I get that impression. I, I like a lot of these guys. I like Colville. I like Matt Mercer. I like the guys from WebDM. I just they all perpetuate this idea that the game master is supposed to be just one of the players, you know, and, and that they're supposed to just be having fun, enjoying the game and the random chances. And like, you know, your players, they should be able to negotiate with you at the table. They may be right. You know, it's all about the players enjoyment. I say this, fuck the players, fuck Fuck the the players. players. It's not about the players. Go find another table then. It's about the game. It's about the game. That's, That's what matters. Right. That's fucking right, man. Preach. It's not about fucking Lathinda's lesbian relationship with the blue tiefling. Who cares about Lathinda and Lathinda's lesbian relationship? I don't care. And it doesn't make maybe me happy. It's a, maybe it's a symptom of always playing lawful good. But I think tieflings and maybe even their <laughs> players should be killed on sight. <laughs> yeah, that's the race they are designed. They are designed to be an outcast race. And even in Baldur's Gate 3, which was actually a breath of fresh air uh, compared to the, a lot of the D&D content on YouTube in terms of the realism and the depictions, at least in Baldur's Gate 3, everybody is racist towards the tieflings, as it should be. In these neo D&D games... People look at tieflings and go, oh, you're so charming. They are children of the devil, okay? Yeah, They're children of the devil, just like the people who play them. And you know what? I'm not going to go that far. I was going to say, even (laughs) people who... (laughs) (laughs) No, I was going to say, like... Even fucking people who play orcs. There's a reason there was alignments in third edition and earlier. Not everyone, not everyone hero. needs to be a day-walking drow. There is a reason that Driz Duerden is such a legendary character. Yeah. Should be one yeah. of a kind. And now there's one at every fucking table to go with their tiefling. Go be a fucking triton or a tortle or another race nobody plays and get fun with it and stop thinking about lesbian relationships. Enough. Enough. Your character doesn't need to fuck everything they see, especially when it's the most subversive thing they can fuck. Enough. Right. Give me a break. Just give me a break. I mean, it's very frustrating. That's what I'll say. That's what I'll say, Paz. And they're ruining it, and Warhammer is 
B obviously is is also It's the next target. It's the next fucking It's the next target. target. Yeah. It's the next target. They're coming for everything. Every everything will be gay by the end of it all. Oh. Shit is such a boner. Yeah. If you're if you you can't no, you aren't allowed to play as a goblin with 15 intelligence who just wants to wants the world to see him as a good guy. You're not allowed to play that character at my table. You want to be a goblin, you're going to be an aggle-biting, thieving rapist is what the <laughs> character you're going to play. Otherwise, it's not allowed at my table. Amen, brother. Preach. <laughs> I, 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 there's something comfortable about stereotypes. And you know what? It's not even about stereotyping. In previous editions, I'm going to put on my fucking gray beard hat again here, my neck beard. That's literally sure. just how they are. <laughs> you know, and that... Look, I'm not... Mm, I don't even know how <laughs> I want to say this. Uh, suffice to say, that's literally just intrinsically how they are. And that's what made the exception so cool. I'm tired of these characters who are like, I'm a trans kobold. Shut up. Your Just goblin up. is chaotic evil because over 99% of them are. They are inherently evil. Despite being 1% of the population <laughs> of Waterdeep. For real, dude. Just give me a break. I mean, it, it's, you know, the... For, and I'm try, you know, I try as I moved to Miami. I try uh, to find a new table, and it's just, you know, you can't just. No, why are there? There are no tables of just charming, uh, inventive men between the ages of twenty-five and thirty-five. Where is that table? Gosh. Tell, tell me when you find it, because I don't even know. The table is gone, and and if you're going into a game store, there's two types of game stores that you could go into. There's a game store where they sell, like, uh, craft incense burners and Margaret Atwood books, and there's a couple of tables, and it's all college-aged... Gwomen. I'm not even going to call them women. They're like guys. They're men. They're women, and they all play the same. Oh, I play a sh a lesbian Shadarkai with face piercings and a tattoo. They all play the same character, mm -hmm. and you can't even walk to that table because it's theys only, and you're not even fucking allowed. So that's out. That's way out. Then you go to the game store, and it is these. The sweatiest neck beards that even I Nerd, would hate. These nerglings. Yeah, yeah, nerglings. Like, unshowered, ill-presenting chaos agents. Gross people who don't have any personalities either. And they will fucking cry bully you when you correctly read the raw rules to them because they're trying to play <laughs> raw and don't actually know how. Yeah, that's true. They're big fucking babies. I don't see this with the Warhammer crowd. Oh, God, it's super real. <laughs> what an irritant. 
Yeah, virtual reality would fix this. To the extent- AI players would fix this. <laughs> Just <laughs> players you can program to be good. <laughs> the DM's lot is so shortchanged this in this age, in this era. So shortchanged. And you know what? Not appreciated. I've gotten really, really lucky. Um, on Sunday nights, I run a... There's a game called Dark Heresy. It's a Warhammer tabletop RPG. And I run a group over Discord for some friends I've made on Twitter. And a lot of them are very new. For probably half of them, it's their first tabletop game. But at least they fucking get it. Right? Yeah. I might have to coach them through the mechanics and help explain to them how the game system works. It's a D100 system, so even above and beyond D20, it's fairly complex. But, like, at least they get what it's supposed to be. Yeah. I'm sure your players haven't even, there hasn't even been a licking of a lesbian relationship (laughs) in in your player's game. (laughs) Nope. Not yet, anyways. And I don't anticipate one coming up either. I'm currently going into a game with people like this. It's a Lancer game. I don't know if you've seen Lancer. I know Lancer, it's like yeah. Gundam. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. It seems pretty it's, neat on the face of it. I'm the only male at the table other than the GM who runs it. Aha. Uh-huh. It's going to be fucking miserable. I'm like, only doing it. For reasons I have to do. Uh, I'll explain off air. But <laughs> I, I will but, hold you to that because you've picked my curiosity <laughs> now. <laughs> but it's going to be a fucking misery, dude. It's all... Every other person at the table is a fucking... Gremlin? Yeah, just a real goblinoid. Yeah. No personality or nothing. It's going to be terrible, so... I'm looking to start my own game. That's just what I'm going to do someday. I'm going to have to just kind of start my own game. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to just hit the button. See how this goes. This is going to be on Riverside. Um, Oh. We're hoping for the best out of this relationship. With Riverside, you're saying? Yeah. We wouldn't like to be disappointed in them. That would be very bad. Because this show has a lot of clout on the internet. And we would like to wet, throw that cloud around and tell people what to do. You and I and have Riverside. actually had this conversation before. I think we do have more clout than we realize. Well, here's the thing. This is a mathematical fact that has been studied probably by one of our intrepid listeners. 94% of our listeners also have podcasts. That number sounds high but not as high as it should <laughs> yeah like it might so be the, close to the, 60 that's the thing. right 60 percent if yeah in all joking aside 60 percent of our listeners probably have podcasts which is a enormous number when you consider that we can kind of really throw our weight around in the particular podcast remote podcast recording equipment industry. We're big names here. You know because we tell the podcasters what to think. I 
am genuinely a little shocked we don't have any sponsorship money coming in yet. <laughs> I know. Nobody wants to sponsor. Like nobody's even nobody would even know where to send an email. Well, so for me at least it's about being bashful. I would love to get Scarlet Thread turning a profit of its own, but I am constitutionally incapable of cold soliciting anyone or anything. Yeah, so that's my yes, problem, you, bud. You can't ask. Yeah, you can't ask. It has to be a gift. Otherwise, it's going to be taken away from you. <laughs> you know, I that's what, exactly why I washed out so hard for the nine, ten months or so I tried to do sales. I can make a great case for a product, but for the life of me, I struggle to make the ask. I really do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has to. It it, it has to be given has to be given um well anyway yeah anyway are you pleased that populism is so back i am extremely pleased that things are about to get way way even more weirder than they possibly have ever been before this Millie guy um how do you feel about him? I am actually extremely mixed on him. I think he has some wonderful policy ideas, and I think he has some terrible policy ideas. Uh, the thing is, he is definitely some flavor of ANCAP, but the issue with him is that he is more stranger in a strange land than he is the moon is a harsh mistress for the three or four <laughs> listeners who will understand what I mean when I really, say yeah. that. <laughs> Very targeted analogy. <laughs> but I think it's an extremely correct one when you look at him, though. Like, anyone who gets that, I do not think they would gainsay me on that take. So, I'm surprised you th- you're you're in agreement with the anarcho-capitalist claim. Are you not? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Bird, they never dude, win anything. They never win anything, but this is a dude who's come out in support of fucking organ markets, hasn't he? Well, that would lead me to the next point about what I think his ideology actually is. Oh, let's hear it, man. <laughs> now you got me fired up. Please. This guy is a is a WEF chill. Oh no. <laughs> to the core. Oh no. This guy is an absolute has to be a gigantic you know what we're calling him more Maloney Baloney. That's what we're calling him. <laughs> Run that by me again. More Maloney Baloney. We're, ca- we're calling him Maloney Baloney more Maloney Baloney. This is another guy who they fucking shoveled up there who's unhinged. No, and he doesn't have a single lick on power at all. And he's just going to be a crazy guy and nothing's going to change. And I don't live in Argentina, so I don't care. But if he's not going to be the shining star from far away that we as Americans can look at and go... We need our own Millie. Then I don't care about the guy, and I think he's a big shill. So, 
I suppose it kind of depends. We are in a sort of a wait-and-see phase with him, I think, more than anything. Uh, now that you mentioned the WEF, I can kind of see it a little bit. I hadn't. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think so. I guess I don't know what to make of him. I've been having a lot of daydream fantasies about going expat again <laughs> after hearing the news about how the feds want to put fucking limiters in every vehicle. Oh, yes. Tell me about that. I heard about this vaguely. Uh, so the whole deal is there was an uproar just in the past few days on good old twitter.com, the website, which has no other names. Um, and apparently the urbanist anti-car bug people are in an uproar again, demanding that all cars be made with kill switches and that nothing ever be allowed to go over 100 miles an hour, 90 miles an hour. I saw the guy who said 80 miles an hour, and I think a person like that needs to be decapitated by a higher authority. Yeah, I mean, 80, that's even lower than anything I'd seen. 80, going 80 miles an hour should be the standard in, in inner cities in this country. Yeah, It I pisses mean, me off. Look, I'm going to be honest. I have spent long enough driving company patrol vehicles in security that I am constitutionally incapable of speeding in a lot of places. But at the same time, I use the driving lane, and I always force myself to match flow of traffic. So, like, come on, if I can do that, then literally anyone can. And If you were should. matching the flow of traffic in Miami, Florida, you would be going 106 miles an hour on the, on the highway, <laughs> which is what America should be. In my opinion. Oh, yeah. And and frankly, before I got buck broken by corporate insurance policies, I absolutely was a speed demon. Oh, yeah. it's uh, I'm sick and tired of these people who want to... Um, they have these no novel ideas about stuff, about, about safety stuff. I've been seeing the same trend around... Have you seen the number of... Bicycle accident videos that have been on the website lately. Uh, I thankfully have not been exposed to many of them. Has there been a rash of them? I've seen viral video after viral video after viral video of guys wearing GoPros on their little bike helmets and getting into accidents with irresponsible drivers. This is a, this is a, this just stop oil are things that I see, I'm seeing constantly on my on my timeline. They are, like, targeting me for a some sort of an attack, I think. Well, like, some yeah. sort of a psychic attack. We know you're a targeted individual. That much is obvious. They're definitely trying to psychically compromise me. Man, and someone in the boys' chat was just posting the Miami bike cop image again recently, weren't they? Yes. Yep. There's something. Uh, Aaron? Yes. Is that you? Howdy. Oh, I was wondering where the distortion was coming from all of a sudden. <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing all right. How do I sound? Checking in. You sound fine. Yeah. <laughs> as good as I can Livable. be. <laughs> yeah, you sound fine. It sounds like you're in a field. Hmm. Yeah, I can, he I can hear... 
the cool fall wind brushing the corn past your ears. You know what? Give me one second. I might be able to improve on that. No, don't do this. Don't do this. Just one second. No, don't do this. It's ambient. No, don't exit. Don't exit. It's ambient. Please stay. Don't exit. Yeah, don't exit. Okay, it went away. Any improvement? Are you hearing that too? Yeah. All right, good. I wouldn't say it's completely That's gone, so, but it has. Oh, I thought you were gonna turn. I thought you were gonna leave the browser. No, I was no, pissing I my fucking. Literally, head. listeners, go back and listen to the fear in my voice. <laughs> no, I turned off my bathroom fan. <laughs> oh, which is well, surprising. That would that this... the. That would explain the wind whistling by, wouldn't yeah. it? I got a goddamn moth in the fucking recording studio, fellas. <laughs> oh no! Oh fuck! It's all going. Aaron, you've brought in with you my demise, dude. I hate these. Guys. Your wool suits are fucked. About to get... Oh, man. We got a news show to do, gentlemen, and this moth is not going to be good. Not going to be good. Oh, criminy. Don't you have a cat you can hire to well, take care of that? That cat is not at this establishment. Uh, <laughs> that's a shame. That cat is somewhere else. Uh, fellas... Talk amongst yourselves while I deal with the moth problem for a few moments, please. Solving the moth question. I'll be right back. He's going to turn his room into Auschwitz. (laughs) (laughs) We just hear the crackling of a fire. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like gasoline being poured, bird. Can you give us an update? (laughs) Yeah, I get a whiff of diesel. Is anyone else hearing that? Smelling that? Uh, what were you talking about being a targeted individual? Because it's a given. Yeah, we think Bird's being targeted because he's seeing all sorts of uh, bike crash snuff videos, apparently, and I haven't even seen one. You think that's like a threat? Like, this could be you? I think it's part of the op to put kill switches in cars. Yeah. Yeah, uh... It's it's being disguised Which is as speed ramping limiters. up really yes yeah so you already know exactly what I'm talking about mm-hmm. oh yeah no I've uh, I've seen people uh, promoting that that kind of stuff uh, the usual suspects that's what I was gonna say so about Javier Millet he's talking about putting speed limiters in cars no he's a usual suspect yeah he is yeah yeah he is see. See? Okay, okay, so I was totally wrong. He's not a Heinleinian sex pervert. He's just a regular sex pervert. <laughs> He's uh He might you might get what you want, but what I'm was all I'm trying to say is he fits a prototype. Let's say the best case scenario happens and he punishes and disenfranchises all the leftists in Argentina permanently so that they can never gain power again. He may do that, but he might do that. He might he do that. He also might get caught having sex with a small child. He will. That will happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, so you're saying caught, but is he like going to be publicly caught? Or is eh. this going to be the deal where it's just another blackmail because if he's already one of them, they don't need more blackmail. No. Well, he's a convert, isn't he? Uh, I've, I've had yet. a real hard time sorting that out. No. I can't figure it He out. has a friend who's a rabbi. Well, he has a handler. A who's very a intelligent rabbi. 
<laughs> and that's the dog whistle switch. There it is. Oh, what would we do? I don't like Aaron? him. I'm gonna just say I don't like him. I don't think that it's a whole. Well, look, you I, know, international guys thing. But I don't want to say all of that to make it sound like I'm defending or supporting him necessarily. Because I don't support any politician, any no. of them, except the late St. Nixon, of course. Right. Uh, right. Peace but, be upon and, him. Well, and Donald J. Trump. Well, <laughs> and for me. the wise and genial Xi Jinping. I like that guy as well. He's, he's a good dude. I like that he, guy. he cleaned up the streets of San Francisco single-handedly. That, isn't you know what? that That's amazing? true, too, which is insane. <laughs> oh, it's so good. <laughs> Let's. In fact, I think that's the perfect way to we can. Do we already this talked now. about Let's this last that. episode. All right. Well, you know, I wasn't on last. There's been episode. a lot of developments. I'm the fill-in, Aaron, and I don't listen to my own show. You got to keep me <laughs> caught up. <laughs> uh. It is funny the number of times people catch people catch you not listening. Plus. <laughs> That was, late, that was a late start by the program. That's strike one, fellas. That was a late start by the program. We're here. PLE Nation. What a show we have for uh, all of you guys tonight. Um, there's been a lot of developments on the Xi Jinping news situation, if you will. Um, apparently, Joe Biden, they were saying it was Jover last week. But we are really very back. We are Joe Apparently, back. We are Joe back because, and this is some Turbo American news, Aaron. You're going to like this because I know you're a friend of all the woodland creatures. He strong-armed our pandas back. Joe takes G to the table and says, you're giving us our bears back. You don't get to have our bears and that, and boom, and he did it. And we have our bears back. That means Mei Zhang, Tian Tian, and their three-year-old son, Zhao Qi Ji. There are a lot of Star Wars names. Those <laughs> bears are being returned to, to uh, our, our you drop ownership. You that on me right and, as I'm sucking on my vape. You can't do that. <laughs> okay, so this is great news. Xi Jinping comes out in a speech and says, listen, I, under I went to the San Diego Zoo, he said. I saw the Californians, he said. They were so sad not to have those pandas. So I decided to give them back. I'm sure San Diego Zoo looks very much forward to welcoming the pandas back. And I'm we are fucking back, gentlemen. And I'm sure the People's Republic of China is very happy to have exclusive mineral rights to the South China Sea now. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, they're our pandas, and that's their minerals. I think it's a fair trade. Yeah. This is the best trade deal ever. <laughs> this is good stuff. This is good stuff. We got our pandas back. That's what this show chiefly is. We're not concerned about what's going on in the South China Sea or the return of Taiwan. Okay, We are concerned about our bears. We need our pandas. We need to 
seize the strategic global panda supply. It's fucking. I'm gonna. There. I'm gonna put it out there, there to there. any Filipino fishermen. I will come on board your craft and train you in torpedo evasion maneuvers. Because that's what's gonna happen now. <laughs> Every great populist president in this country's history has strong-armed a number of pandas out of the Chinese government. If you'll recall, the last time this happened was in 1972, when Richard M. Nixon, the commander-in-chief in my heart, strong-armed out of Zhao Enlai, the premier of China, two 18-month-old pandas, Ling Ling and Sing Sing, were taken from China because strong chin Richard Nixon pulled him out, and we are so fucking back. And this is the kind of thing, gentlemen, that we're going to make a lot of money on here. Because this has set my mood very, very high. With a world full of whatever's going on in the Ukraine, I'm being personally targeted by the federal government in a campaign against me on Twitter to ruin my psychological health. And then what's going on in Israel... It's very difficult to be a fan of this podcast right now, <laughs> and I think it's really great that we've got some pandas uh, back. Well, I think that's always right. has Is it been difficult to be a fan of this show. Well, it depends if you like watching the car crash. If you like watching the car crash, then it's going well for you. I like this. It's difficult. I think this is great. being a co-host of this show. Speaking of mental taxation and torture. <laughs> All you have to worry about is that those three cuddly, <laughs> lovely animals are on a on a in, in a box somewhere, being shipped back to this beautiful. Country we are back to live the rest of their lives. We're back in San Diego Zoo. We're back. It's undoubtedly we're back on the national stage. How many other countries could have strong armed three national animals? Do you think th that we would give China three bald eagles? Go. For Fuck yourself. No, we would never do that. Never. No. Unless it was for exclusive access to the mineral rights in the in the South China Sea and the Scarborough Shoals. We're not we are not and here's the thing. The pandas are here in our loving arms. San Diego Zoo is pretty and awesome. Our our world class Aircraft carriers are sitting directly over those mineral deposits right now. So it kind of seems like <laughs> we have both of the things that we had before. And we're I back. think they're uh, being redeployed to the Mediterranean as we speak. <laughs> is that true? Is it the same? I think there's like... Is it the same flotilla? There's like two or three carrier strike groups <laughs> packed into the Mediterranean. Just, just sitting there. Wow. That's a lot of ship to move three pandas back yeah that's really interesting listen it's fine you're not gonna go fight that war no um, they well, are I, I might i don't know depends how i feel <laughs> they're gonna go fight that war depends on my you're mood. gonna go fight that war on the other when side when i get the letter that says you've been client. recalled you are <laughs> the th we've lost 600 million casualties in the first battle so we're going to uh recall you I might. I don't know. It would be good for the show. You would go? Yeah, you're right. It would be good for as the show. As long as we could still get As long as we could get you with the with a nice Google Chromebook out there so that you can record. <laughs> yep. 
Well, I have a medical exemption <laughs> for being retarded. So. Flat feet and mental <laughs> retardation. <laughs> While we're talking about this, is this old news already? Wasn't there just another incident in the South China Sea in the last couple of weeks? Oh, there's an incident there like every week. Well the, well, the pandas were only returned four days ago, but let's see if something's going on and what the pandas were exchanged for. Oh, that looks good. Oh, that's good. Okay. So, yeah, China. Interesting. So, as we move the ships out, China has moved a number of ships yeah. in. Um, and ships are now currently blockading uh, supply missions to the Philippines. Yep. <laughs> wow. Called okay. it. Nice. We're doing well. There's no, Fili- there's no pandas in the Philippines. No, not that I know of. No pandas over there. Just, just a lot of hookers. What's the response? If you are if you're the president of the United States, what is the response? Because to I, a Chinese I think, blockade think, of Filipino supply ships. What do we do? Yeah, what's the response to what's going to happen you, uh, in five years? You resume talks with the Philippine government about reopening. Uh, uh, I forget the fucking port there, but it used to be a huge port for Navy ships in the Philippines, and uh, it got closed down during the nineties, late nineties when they were restructuring everything and trying to cut costs. But lately we've been talking about reopening it because of all the shit that's going on there. And uh, nothing's really happened in the past 10 years or so. So I think just resuming talks with them would be real turbo America. Like not actually doing anything, but resuming talks aggressively. I think we should send the military to Central America and reestablish military control over the region. Like the Monroe Doctrine? Yeah, let's just get out of there entirely and let them have it. There's a big ocean between us and China. Um, But there's estimated to be trillions of dollars worth of rare earth metals in a lot of that area, in the South China Sea, Scarborough Shoals, all that crap, which is why it's kind of a... uh, there's like the the smaller east the smaller uh, Southeast Asian countries are, or I'm sorry, Southwest Asian countries are doing like pretty much a cold war, a cold naval war with China over fishing rights and all that, just to kind of get a leg up on the claim to it. I don't. Our money's not real, so whatever you said about resources countered. Mm-hmm. No, but rare earth metals are real. No, they absolutely you, you are. Be surprised. Rare earth minerals are real. I did a whole series on Scarlet Thread Society with the wonderful Miss Deddy about how real they are. Yes, and if you don't believe me, I'll cut your catalytic converter out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you. China's looking up. Then I guess fine. Um, <laughs> what else do we have here? Oh yes. Uh, they uh they uh Sam Altman's out and then he's back in. Hold on. Apparently. So, yep. um what happened with all of that? His board fucking voted him out for some I've dumb reason. Four pissed off the entire company. Now. Yeah. He didn't actually do anything wrong. He was just mean. So they voted they want him out. to install a new guy is what happened. Yeah. So they're looking to install a new guy. Um and more or less, we will be waiting on that until it happens. And this is really great yeah. because uh, OpenAI controls people's minds. So it's going to be really good 
to see who they bring in. So they ousted Sam Altman and then yeah. the president of the company also quit. And then a bunch of like senior developers also quit. Yeah. And then they offered them all their jobs back. And then Microsoft was like, basically like Sam Altman was out. They immediately offered him his job back. And then Microsoft in a fucking, I'm sure they were fucking panicking, um, immediately hired him. And, and pretty much all the open AI guys that left just, just scooped them up because they can't afford to lose him to, like, say, Google, who's furiously working on a chat GPT competitor. I really hated the guy, so I I was kind of hoping that, because, um, you know, he's he's one of these, like, human chimera guys. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm going to be real. I don't actually know what Sam Altman's whole deal is either. Other than He's being a, one of those techno rationalist, yeah, transhumanist, effective alter, altruism, is he one of those guys yeah. too? Pause. Do you find yourself just getting burnt out, like about this? Like I, I don't have an opinion on Sam Altman. I know that he's a lizard person, transhumanist, whatever. And I just like at this point, it's just expected. And so, here's my deal. I'm not explicitly burnt out, but. As soon as I get even a whiff of the effective altruism bullshit on someone, Mm -hmm. I just immediately stop tracking them because I understand that they're just a useful idiot at that point and not actually capable of being sinister in their own right. So, like, at that point, no matter how wealthy or powerful or smart they are, they've already given themselves pawn status because they're obviously some sort of dork. Yeah. Yeah, true. Personal visceral hatred of them is like a. It's just. It's really weird that it's a small, like college. It's like a campus that people go to, Silicon Valley, and then they oh, come you out. No, like, I did. I don't know if you guys ever played the first Fallout game, <laughs> but they're making super mutants in the military base. Not to totally derail this, but the original devs just came out with a huge Fallout lore drop, and yeah, the reason that the nuclear exchange happened between China and the U.S. is because China found out about the forced evolutionary virus experiments. It's canon. Nice. <laughs> so it's, it's the Putin yeah. move. Yeah, they began get them the nuclear exchange them. because they discovered the labs. Oh, wow. Very That's poignant. Just like in real life, China's actually the good guy. Yeah. And, I, you know, I scrolled the New York Post this week, and, this, and the craziest thing i found was that the scientists and you know whenever you see this fucking word mm. scientists yeah man. St- started microwaving steaks and they were saying that this was the best way to cook a steak okay and that well, was all you know i saw what? i've had people preaching to do a sous vide is that yeah. how you say that yep. on steaks yeah. for years now and that's just boiling it inside a plastic bag so these people are obviously okay with doing insane stuff to their steaks. I would rather air fry a steak than microwave. Yeah, sous vide. Yeah. There's just nothing special yeah. about it. Like it, it does. It, you can cook food using that method, but it's not any better or worse. I guess it, it's probably worse than most methods, but it's not terrible. It's like a thing that you are supposed to do at a restaurant when you have to serve a lot of people. Very quickly. It's like instead of instead of the the air of the oven, the heated air of the oven, it's the heated water in the plastic, <laughs> in the microplastic, in the delicious. Yeah. Right. It, 
You know, I stopped using liners in my crock pot years ago before people were even worked up about microplastics. I'm an OG, OG on this. <laughs> Why are people boiling their food in plastic bags? To to Why? Be free, dog. No, BPA free. That doesn't mean anything. What does it mean? What no. does that mean? It means you'll get less microplastics when you leave your fucking pulse. My penis has off. shrunk at least seven inches since the start of this whole microplastic. <laughs> <laughs> My penis has shrunk seven inches since the start of this episode. <laughs> it's inside. It's gone back up because of all the microplastics I'm consuming on a daily basis. Dude, I love it. Dude, you can't get away from the micros. No. You're breathing them in right now. No, credit cards work. They should, they should be like a microplastic Magneto supervillain. He like controls. He controls <laughs> that, you from the inside with your microplastics. Yeah, or releases a bunch of thing, microplastics though, right? in the air. But the the supervillain would be called. Oh fuck! The country what's that Al Gore documentary that he put out? The chart about all the countries that puff emissions into the air. I always thought that yeah. that was so funny. Is that pe- the people people over here want to? cut our emissions somehow they never explain how and then you look at all the other countries and you go to india and they're burning everything they burn (laughs) they burn women they are burning literally everything over there why are we not waging a massive conflict against them instead of over here palo alto needs to go green and not like kuala lumpur where they just threw grandma on the fucking fire (laughs) Well, that's why that's always It is good for the air. Delicious. It's It's great for for them. It's starting to get cold out. Time to burn some tires. Imagine getting raped on a subway and And then then you you get put on a tire And then you come on TLE and you talk about it. (laughs) 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 Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think we're Jover, fellas. I think we're Jover. I think it's been a slow news week. I think we've really been struggling, but we're going to come back uh, because, in fact, right after the holiday season, it is known, it is known that the campaigns start to fire up. And we're going to figure out, really, we're going to figure out whether or not Donald Trump will be involved. Because if he's not, hope everybody's ready for a Nikki Haley Christmas. Oh, What's man. uh? Is that the is that the one they're gonna force so. on us? Yes, the betting odds say so. We're not doing the, we're doing the glueys, are we? We're skipping that, right? Why would we oh. do the glueys? Why would we not? Do I thought we were just gonna skip it. No, because we're gonna do the, the glueys. Okay, no. Oh, well, I'm gonna have to. How am I supposed to maintain control of the exactly. board if you force me to say I don't like? You that? need to change your <laughs> whole perspective on that, Aaron. Well, as Director of Communications, I think I owe it to the board to tell them the truth, and that's uh that's true. I that's what Sam Altman. Them. That's why Sam Altman got fired. And I wish them. <laughs> he wasn't honest with the board. <laughs> Please oust me. You're not going to like my replacement. Oh, hey, we did. We did talk about that. We one did too. We talked about. I Altman was. In the beginning. I was. Yeah, he's a baby eater. So we we made that. sure we got that on uh on film. Yeah, he's just a yeah. run of the mill. So yeah, you're not impressed by it. I'm never I've never Nothing lost by it. Him. It's 
fascinating. Fascinating the people we allow in power. Because I could strangle him with my little hands. I could kill him in one yeah. swift blow. Not that yeah, I would my, ever do such a thing. My 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 size six is, yeah. ring finger. This is the could fucking break rule. Him. We're being ruled by by lizards, snakes. Yeah, including that guy, guy man. It, not full circle. Not happy about full it. Full circles. I can do this. The silver lining on that is that uh, I think he is serious about uh, gassing <laughs> the leftists. Organ markets. It's not. There's no. There's no shining hill there. There's nothing to look up to. It's gonna go bad. It's gonna go bad. I'm yeah, you're gonna keep an eye, eye on, on the upcoming Falklands War. That yeah, I'll, I'll keep an eye on it because uh, I am kind of interested. You know, it, have we ever talked about no? That what one, is the that? Black goo conspiracy. Ooh. So, oh man, that's going to be a whole episode in its own right. I shouldn't have brought it up while we're all here sputtering for an ending. Uh, so, the sentient alien black goo. It came from the Falkland Wars, and that's why that war actually happened. Hmm. Because the meteor that was carrying it to Earth landed in South America. And, you know, when it was finally discovered... They had to go get samples somehow, so they used a shitty little fish fishing. <laughs> nobody, nobody even knows what it was about. I have no idea. What black goo? It is literally sentient nanobots. From where? What are you talking oh. about? No, where Space. are they now? Well, in military labs, how in do we the know UK they exist? America, presumably, the X Files. The X Files. Hmm. But <laughs> so I did that as a moment of comic relief. It's not just the X Files. There is a whole, there is a whole set <laughs> yeah, of I, conspiracy researchers. I swear IRL to God, that I are thought you were doing a TV show, right? and I have never seen the X Files. I thought you were doing a TV show. No, I've really? never seen it. You haven't? I've never seen Twin Peaks. What is either. wrong with you? So, oh my God, Bird. You're <laughs> one of my best friends, but I literally fucking hate you right Consume. now. Consume. I can't fucking believe you, <laughs> right, dude. We're, we're going uh, to convene the board. We have uh, some, I haven't we, watched we any have of these things. <laughs> yeah, it's time for TLE wow, to have our That's my ultimate moment? <laughs> Is that I'm a shrew when it comes to sci-fi TV? <laughs> and then the Rollo and Slappy oh, show immediately man. hires you because <laughs> they don't want they oh, don't want man. you going anywhere else. <laughs> We're gonna oust Rollo in that involvement, and the whole thing's just gonna get shaken up. <laughs> We're gonna stuff so much money down his throat; he has to work for us. <laughs> Bitcoin, I think, real money. true, yeah, yeah. Dude, real. Yes. Cash. Real money. <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, fuck the news then, fellas. Fuck the news then. Uh, we'll say fuck the news on this one. Yes, and, um, absolutely. Absolutely.